we have to think about who we really are and what is really the message we want to convey. You're listening to The Bee Podcast. Make friends, learn new things, and feel understood. Now here's your host, Sage Lally. Hello, hello. I hope you are well. Welcome back to the Bee Podcast. Today, I am here with my best friend, Mickey. Mickey Bin is a designer and creator from Shanghai, China, and she is currently based in Seattle, Washington, where she just graduated from the University of Washington and got her master's. Hello, Mickey. (laughs) Hello, Sage. (laughs) I'm so excited you're here. So, For our listeners who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am a product designer. Currently, I live in Seattle. Uh, I just graduated with a master's degree in human computer and interaction design at the University of Washington. Uh, But before that, I was studying interactive media arts at New York University, Shanghai. Um, I'm very passionate about all sorts of things. And I think design is my recent passion. Um, I'm very curious about um, humans and I guess people study humans in different ways. And I think design is my way to to think about um, humans because design is really about solving human problems and being empathetic. Um, I learned a lot of interesting methods to conduct user research. And also I found really interesting ways to do ideation and prototyping, bringing out design and testing out with humans. So I think that's what's fun about it. That's awesome. I know you grew up in Shanghai, China. I would love to hear how you feel like that impacted your creativity and your artistic upbringing? What was that like? When I was growing up in Shanghai, I don't feel that much about that place. Um, But then I went to (laughs) NY Shanghai where I meet people from different parts of the world and I get to have conversations with them. I realized that how unique the city I grew up in is. Um, So I started to see like I start to see Shanghai in a different light because when I grow up I always feel like oh like I need to go to school I want to hang out with my friends this is my family blah 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 but then I get to appreciate more about the unique quality of this city um I I realize that a lot of people think Shanghai is a very modern city uh but actually um the more I think about it and more I observe uh, you can see that um, it has a lot of interesting old neighborhoods with local culture as well. Uh, uh, an interesting part of the culture of Shanghai is that a lot of it, a lot of the culture doesn't exist until the colonization era. Um, and where that's where the Eastern Chinese culture um blended with the Western culture. Um, So that's why a lot of the words in the local dialect is also a fusion uh, with English. Um, That's kind of cool. Um, And 
in terms of how that impacted my um, creativity and design, um, I think I started to get really down to earth with a lot of my observations with the city. So for example, I started to get curious um, besides those modern high-rise buildings, what's the life like in people of people who live in old neighborhoods? Um, and I had a um, three-month project where I just talked to local uh, residents in a hundred-year-old neighborhood and listening to their story and experience of how modern, how how the how that neighborhood refused to modernize with the local agenda, just because um, many many historical and cultural reasons. And hearing those personal stories really give me a different idea of the society in general, and it helps me to think about what kind of impact I want to bring to the world with the work I do. I'm wondering more specifically what you feel like the work you created in Shanghai is like compared to the work you're starting to create now. Do you feel like there were different kind of cultural influences or even location influences that you had in both places that impacted the work you were doing? And also because you do so many projects that focus on, you know, helping people, solving problems for humans, do you feel like you notice different problems in both countries that you feel like need different types of solutions and design? Kind of like what I mentioned, I started to create, create work when I was at NYU Shanghai. So most of them is, the, is in the phase of me trying to rethink and relive the life of a local citizen. Um, it's a different experience. I just try to take a different angle. Um, so a lot of the photos I took are really old of capturing people doing really old fashioned crafts work on the street or little neighborhoods that people don't usually pay attention to. Um, I think it was really interesting to uncover those stories unfold by the fancy side of the city. Um, but right now in Seattle, Technically, I wasn't born and raised in this city, and I'm not an American citizen as well. Um, so in a, in a sense, and I am an outsider. Um, I don't think that I have that much depth in the cultural observation I have. Um, but one thing that I found it to be really helpful. So now in Seattle, I started to um, connect to nature because there is a huge culture uh, in Seattle to hike, camp, and uh, like living here for almost a year, I went on so many hikes and I felt like a kid again. And that's something I've never experienced uh, growing up in the city. Um, it's really complicated because in a way, I feel a little bit sad that I never really lived or grew up in a way that I think I should. But in another sense, I, I think it's a really new experience for me um, because, well, um, now I have a city girl experience and I, I try to be closer to nature again. Um, I, I, I think that's a new source of inspiration for the type, the type of work and 
art that I appreciate. Yeah, I love that. I think the difference in design process is that um, in China, it was really problem um, solving driven. So, for example, people want faster internet. They want um, faster content, uh, more exciting content. I think that is the type of problems I was solving for um, versus in the United States. Maybe because I also had a different kinds of education because of my master's program. Um, I think I was thinking more about the long-term impact of my design decisions. So for example, if you want more content, you have to think about, okay, who is the community that made those content? And if you get, if you form a habit of people consuming um, exciting content all the time, is that ulti ultimately beneficial to their mental health and personal growth? Um, or take another example, um, maybe in China, people really love Amazon as a company because Amazon has a huge ecosystem that develop, deliver products right at your door, um, which to a lot of standards in China is a great sign of business and technology uh, innovation. But maybe in the United States, people view it very differently. They care about how Amazon pay their employees. They care about the longer sustainability impact that Amazon might have on the planet or even to the country. So I think that's um, a big difference in the design culture that I observed. And I think that those difference in the design process is essentially a small window to look at the cultural difference or the social structure difference um, of these countries. That's interesting. So I want to jump back to what you said earlier about your connection to nature, which I thought was really interesting and how you felt like in your upbringing, you didn't have as much connection to nature. Do you feel like you, in your ideal upbringing, you would have had more connection to nature and other types of environments other than just a city? I don't know what's the really the long term impact of like if you grow up in a city and you really kind of like your access to nature is kind of like a park in the city. Um, I'm not really sure if I grew up in nature, if I will grow up to be a different uh, person. But I do think that maybe I will be more creative just because I feel a lot of times the way I consume information um, is very passive. But I guess if I grow up less connected with technology, I probably will encounter or all kinds of challenges and problem solving um, growing up. Maybe I'll think about, oh, like, I, I don't know about this bird. Like, um, how can I learn more about it? Um, that kind of mindset might be different. That's interesting because that might have made you like that having that kind of problem solving mindset might help you become a better designer maybe that's why nature inspires you is that kind of disconnection that forces you to think about problems that are normally so solvable because of the internet speaking of that that's actually a good um, point that I started to think about um, really uh, if you're living in a concrete world and <laughs> um, maybe what you really care about is very limited but 
when I visited Norway last summer, I felt so empowered by a different perspective. So I think when I grow up, the concept of sustainability um, and recycling um, is really from top down. I never felt like um, I have very personal experience that made me want to recycle or be more sustainable because the world I live in is a concrete world. But uh, when I visit Norway, I noticed that everybody felt so close to their nature. Yeah, because you never had that personal connection to nature because you weren't growing up around it. I want to hear, in addition to nature, what do you feel like inspires your creativity? What makes you motivated to solve problems, to create, to design? One thing I learned from my undergrad is what does it really take to create an art piece? Um, Well, like in the beginning, I really thought, okay, maybe I need to learn a lot of different skills so that I can replicate something that other people made that looks really cool. Um, But then the more I create, the more I talk to different people, I realized that the key to creativity is probably just being very authentic um, and true to yourself. And that takes a lot of time to think and connect to the reality I'm feeling in the moment. I see a lot of people find inspiration from different sorts of places. And I think that's great because essentially, even in my design, when people ask me, oh, where is the place you find source of inspiration? I wouldn't say, I wouldn't necessarily say that, oh, like there is this design book that I really loved. And I think that shaped into a designer I am today. I think that's not necessarily the best way to to think about creativity, just because uh, essentially, I believe every profession is somehow connected to what you're truly passionate about. Like the reason behind your passion of design might really comes from your passion about doing good for the society, or you're really passionate about solving this specific kind of problem, or you empathize with a specific group and I think those are the deeper motivation to define who you are and that defines your work yeah what do you feel like those things are for you do you have a specific problem or a group of people you feel most inspired to work with I think being ethical and inclusive is important to me the very first experience I had with UX design is when I was working in a local library in New York where I help people with low vision to read tactile graphics. So most of the people who cannot see, they read Braille as text. But it's the first time I realized that, oh, like they don't have a lot of access to read graphics. And graphics is really important to people's lives. Imagine you arrive at a new city, you don't know how to read the maps all you get is text. What does text really translate to? Or even when you study math, you see an equation, but you cannot visualize the idea of a curve in your head. And I was just really astonished by the disconnect of that kind of, for a certain group of people, by technology. 
because I believe that a lot of the technologies today are designed for the privileged. They're not really designed for marginalized group. Um, and I think it's really important to keep that in mind. I am curious how you continue to feel and be creative even when you are kind of in a creative lull? Like what gets you out of a creative rut? So I have three tips. They're very short. The first tip is set constraints. The second tip is be authentic. The third tip is drink LaCroix. The first one is setting constraints. I thought that was such an important secret to creativity that a lot of people find it very counterintuitive. Uh, we want more freedom to create whatever we want. But a lot of the times by setting constraints, we can think deeper of what exactly we want to convey. And then what do you mean by be authentic? Think just kind of like fashion. Fashion has trends. Uh, and we tend to follow trends that's in human nature. Uh, but sometimes we have to think about who we really are and what is really the message we want to convey because your voice is valued. And now we must hear what is your favorite LaCroix flavor? <laughs> Lime! Lime is my favorite flavor. I yes. love it. Okay, before you go, tell us where we can find you on the internet. If you are interested to check out the photos I took and my life update, please check out my Instagram at M-I-K-I underscore B-I-N. If you're interested in the kind of articles I read and the kind of topic I'm interested in, you can follow me on Twitter at M-I-K-I-X-U-E-B-I-N. Thank you for listening to The Bee Podcast with your host, Sage Lally. If you liked today's episode, be sure to leave us a review. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Your story has the power to help others. If you step out in boldness and have the bravery to tell it, there are people here who will listen. You just have to speak. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye.